What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com Brighteon.tv Rumble.com Slash MG Show won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. Where we go one, we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. about right there that is what i'm talking about right there that is our intro to the show that means it's mg show time it's 1207 on the east coast uh 10 3 it's it's october 3rd 2023 without any further ado let me bring in my partner in justice shady groove shady Welcome to 9.07 a.m. on the West Coast. How is everyone doing out there today? I appreciate all of you being here. And uh, boy, things are escalating, Jeff. Seems like we've got a number of uh, a different a different players are playing the game today, don't we? Yeah, we do. We got, uh, you know, which one of these is not like the other? You got Joe Hunter Biden in in court today. He already left with his, uh, he must be president. His dad must be president. He had Secret Service. Uh, so he must be oh, president, guys. Point. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you have Joe Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Then you've got Sam Bankman Freed, the biggest, you know, the biggest financial fraud in history with Arabella advisors in court. And then you got Donald J. Trump. Which one of these is not like the other, Shady Groove? Number three. Yeah, right. It's crazy. Which one of these? Remember that, guys? I mean, you guys remember that, right? I think they do. And Freed, one of Hunter Biden, is not like Donald Trump. Others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like Hunter Biden? Sam Bankman Freed, Donald Trump. You guessed it, guys. It's Donald Trump. That is what's not like the other actual fraud <laughs> against 
trumped up charges fraud shady groove exactly right and the uh the different uh, the different narratives coming out of uh the uh the both sides is absolutely hilarious the narratives against donald trump are hilarious and the narratives for hunter biden and sam bankman freed are even more hilarious yeah and we got even weirder uh, narratives inside our own movement that are hilarious shady groove it's crazy there's gonna be no election <laughs> We're laughing and scratching, aren't we? Yeah, no election. Yeah, I'm hearing that. A lot of people are saying that now, by the way. Yeah, it'll be an election. Take it to the bank. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Don't Rogers, join the MG. Don't say it. Yeah. Well, he'll, he'll sell you out to Arabella Advisors, which we've been talking about for two yeah. years. God. Exactly. Oh. And this show is brought to you by Field of Greens. Fieldofgreens.com is the sauce that you need for your life. Fieldofgreens.com. Using that code MG Show. Uh, you want to use that code MG Show. Please. Fieldofgreens.com. You'll see it. I actually saw it on a major, well, you know, news site, Shady Group. But you're going to want to use that, that code MG Show. Fieldofgreens.com, MG Show. You know, it's got your six vegetables and fruits that you need on the daily. It'll help boost your metabolism. Uh, if your doctor does not say, hey, keep doing what you're doing, doing a great job, you're looking great, does not say that. And get your money back, guys. And Shady, you were telling me that somebody actually said that the doctor said that they're looking and feeling great. They, what? I mean, what? Yeah, we got a testimonial in the video yesterday. Someone saying that they had been taking Field of Greens and that they recently went to see their doctor. And their doctor asked them how they're losing weight and looking so much better and in so much better shape. So that's that's not made up. That's literally someone who posted here yesterday in the comments. So God bless you all, and it's working. And that's why we stand by Field of Greens. We're using it ourselves. Fieldofgreens.com is where you want to go and get good. Using that code MG Show. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for all your support. Uh, it'll get you 15% off today and 10% off if you subscribe. Yeti, we'll be right back. Let's roll that beautiful boom footage. Lots to talk about. Hello, this is Jeff Peterson from the MG Show. Uh, Shady and I are so thankful to our viewers and listeners on the podcast and rumble.com slash MG Show live 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. East and brighton.tv. If you guys want to help support this show, please help us with the sponsors, MyPillow, Sovereign Advisors, etc. We want to make sure that you understand the best way for you to help our show because we're not funded by Pfizer. We're funded by you. And this is citizen journalism, independent citizen journalism. This is the best way to support us. This is our mg.show slash donate site. Uh, this $17 a month one is really awesome. I don't know why I like that number. Then there's also, that's recurring. Then there's also one-time donation and there are other ways to donate as well. Uh, use buy, buy us a coffee and give, send, go. But please, we really need your help to fight this battle every day and bring you content on our website. We've got a new blog too. So get over there, check out the content that we're delivering to you every day. Thank you guys. God bless. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. 
Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, My Slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from MyPillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And remember, just for checking out MyPillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to MyPillow.com now. And welcome back to the MG Show right here on Rumble.com slash MG Show. We're also on Brighton.tv. Thank you, Brighton.tv, for tuning in again to the MG Show. Uh, you're going to want to go to that Brighton store, BrightonStore.com, using code MG Show. Get you some great discounts on some great products. Uh, and we're actually trying to see if we can, uh, we're going on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, we might have ironed out some issues. Let me just go see. Uh, it went back. It's weird. Uh, let's see, Shady Groove. I don't have any sound yet. Here's Twitter, guys. Um, but it's working. Sure what's happening. I mean, but it is working. <laughs> we got it working. We got it working. And uh, I see Q Phenomenon back in there. I hope our family took good care of you. Uh, that's uh, mgshow.link slash 5000 to help Q phenomenon out there and uh hope uh you know uh, hope you guys you know um realize that he's been a great fan of this show jesse we love you brother i've actually met him live in person what an amazing guy and he just wants to cover his father's um you know burial shady groove i mean what, what a great guy um so here we are shady groove we're on twitter but i don't see us actually um you know yeti will be working on it we're gonna iron out some issues um but wow we could be maybe be going back on Twitter, Shady Groove. Oh man, I would really like to uh, get the show up there live for uh, some other people yeah. to be seeing what's going on out here. I've actually met him live. What an amazing guy! guy. <laughs> and, and just wants <laughs> to cover his father's, um, um, you know, very you know, you know, Shady Groove. Mean, mean, what a great guy! Look at um, so um, look at that. That's wild. We're on Twitter, but I don't see us actually. Where did Shady go? Oh, Lordy. <laughs> I felt like I was in an echo chamber. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Man. I This is good content. Oh, my gosh. That's so great. All right. So, wow. Yeah, well, our uh, uh, amazing Yeti uh, works that out. It's amazing. You know, Trump brings the receipts, Shady Group. This was yesterday. Um, we did play some of this, but um, I want to play it again because it's very important to understand oh, that your president brought the receipts, and we're going to cover it. He's in court today. He just left. Uh, he made another statement. We're going to get into that today. Check this out, Shady Group. It's, uh, former President Trump took a very lunch, and now he's back in front of the cameras in the courthouse. Let's listen in. As I say, murders are going on as you stand here. They're wasting everybody's time for many months of this case where banks got paid a fortune, loaned money, got paid money back, didn't even need that money. We've a great couple of money. We've got to go through this. 
So this is just from before I discuss that. Why are we trying a case that the appellate division of New York State has just ruled recently that we won 80% of our case, and this judge refuses to acknowledge the ruling, which is very plain for all to see. We won, as you know, it had to do with Ivanka, and it had to do with other things. It had to do with the statute of limitations, where they wanted to go back to 200 years ago, 500 years ago. It was limited, very much limited, and it amounted to about 80% of the case was won by us in the appellate division. And this rogue judge, a Trump hater, the only one that hates Trump more is his associate up there, his person that works with him. And she's screaming into his ear on almost every time we ask a question. A disgrace, one other good it's a disgrace. So this rogue judge refuses to acknowledge the fact that we won 80% of this case in the appellate division including statute of limitations. You know, the statute of limitations, you have a period of time. He wants to go back so far that nobody's ever even heard of such a ridiculous thing. So we won the case in the appellate division, and this judge refuses to acknowledge the appellate division, meaning he's got contempt for his own court system. Nobody's ever seen that before, but he refuses to even talk about it or acknowledge it. And the attorney general is a total corrupt, she's a corrupt person terrible person, driving people out of New York, number one. That's number one. Number two, it just came out a few minutes ago where Palm Beach County, the people that do this, agree with us 100% and they say the judge is wrong. The judge is wrong in his ruling. He valued Mar-a-Lago at $18 million and it's worth a billion dollars, maybe a billion five. And you saw where various properties that we have that are valued in the financial statements, which is totally subject to the clause that you go up and hearing about doing buyer beware, as they call it. But this just came out. Error in New York civil fraud case against Trump is flagged by industry insiders who say valuation of Mar-a-Lago cited by judge is based on a misunderstanding of basic real estate practice. So they're saying the judge has misunderstood basic real estate practice. I say they're wrong about that. He didn't misunderstand it. This is a rich court. He's put there to do a job on Trump. Now this comes from highly respected officials in Palm Beach County. Also, apparent mistake by Judge Angoran surfaces in the use of a Palm Beach County appraisal of Mar-a-Lago that an expert says is detached from the true value of the property. Now, I don't know the people that we're talking about in Palm Beach County, but they saw this egregious trial, this horrible, horrible trial going on. While at the same time people are being murdered right outside of the streets, and nothing happens to those people that do the murdering. They go after Trump. So this was just released by Palm Beach County, that the judge in this case is wrong. And by the way, he's talking about them. So they're explaining to him that he's wrong. Here's another one just came out. New York v. Trump could set precedent for the use of New York's overweening executive law. 
One doesn't have to be a lawyer to see the danger to anyone doing business in the Empire State. Anybody that does business in New York State is crazy. When you have a radical left attorney general like Letitia James, who's a disgrace to our country, who got elected on the fact that she's going to take down President Trump, we're going to take him down, she knew nothing about him. But she got elected on that basis. And we have others likewise. Take a look at what's going on in Georgia. Take a look at Jack Smith. Take a look at these people. This is called election interference, and worse than that, really much worse than that. And you don't get much worse than election interference, especially when we're talking presidential election of 2024. So, this should change his ruling because Palm Beach County said he was totally wrong. And he was ruling based on them. He ruled, we didn't even have a chance to testify. I got a call last week, sir, we lost part of the case. I said, the trial didn't even start. You know, the trial starts, I guess, today. He ruled that we lost a big part of the case because he's a Democrat club politician. He's a Democrat operative, and he's a disgrace to people that call themselves judges. And I hope my lawyers go in, and I hope they fight him very hard, because this guy's getting away with murder. And his clerk should not be allowed to be in his ear on every single question. You take a look at what's happening with her. She hates Trump more than he does. So that's where it is. We have 80% of this trial has been won. In June, they came down, the end of June, with a decision, a very powerful decision. And it said, on statute of limitations and just about everything else, did you say approximately 80% of the trial? Attorneys, is that right? Approximately 80% of the trial won. He refuses to acknowledge his own appellate division. And I think it's a disgrace to our country that somebody has to fight. Because if you don't fight, our country is just going to go down the tube. This is election interference. This guy's a highly partisan person. And we can't let this stuff happen. So you should ask yourselves as professionals, I have a lot of respect for you, not all of you, but a lot of you. Why is it that he didn't honor the decision of the appellate? And by the way, I believe it was a unanimous decision, right? It's a five to nothing decision, unanimous decision. And he said, I'm not gonna honor it. Let's go to trial. This is a judge that should be disbarred. This is a judge that should be out of office. This is a judge that some people say could be charged criminally for what he's doing. He's interfering with an election. And it's a disgrace. Thank you very much. Mr. Trump, why do you want to be here in person today? Because I want to watch this witch hunt myself. I've been going through a witch hunt for years. But this is really now getting dirty between Jack Smith and between all of these DOJ people helping them along. This is a pure witch hunt for purposes of interfering with the elections of the United States of America. It's totally illegal. This judge should be disbarred. He shouldn't be allowed to be a judge. Thank you. Amen. So it's interesting that the question was, why are you here in person? Because he wants to witness it himself, Shady, which leads me to believe that he's now really uh, 
focused on, you know, are they doing the right things in court when I'm not there or are they not? So uh, let's uh, let's pray for Donald J. Trump, because this is a witch hunt. Shady Groove. Let's pray for Donald Trump and let's also count our blessings that we have him to fight for us. You know, as we as you stand there or you sit here and you watch him address the press referencing the court and he's talking about something very very important the refusal to acknowledge the appellate court decision that basically threw this out well that's a uh, that's one uh, known norm that has been thrown out the window and the other known norm was the refusal of the court to uh, hear the expert testimony about uh, the uh, particulars of the case. These two things are very, very critical for you to understand, to recognize what is going on to Donald Trump. Any of us in that situation where we're being uh, attacked like this by a judge or by a, uh, a DA or whatever it is, you're not going to be able to stand there and uh, make conversations with the press about the judge or the prosecution or any of these other people because you just kind of don't have the power to do that. We don't have the finances. You don't have the power to stand up against those. So let's count our blessings that Donald Trump is yeah. not, not only, not only does he have the position, but he's utilizing the the bully pulpit to actually further what's truly important, which is breaking of known norms over and over again by the court system. The court system is supposed to be the law. There's supposed to be a set procedure and they keep deviating. Yeah, well, they're political. It is now lawfare, as you know. Right. You've pointed out. We pointed this out. This, you know. So, the highly political Trump-hating judge just stated that expert testimony is not evidence. Well, that means that every trial in American history has to be thrown out and started all over again. Shady Groove. <laughs> exactly. I mean that, that that's that's how preposterous it is. That's how absurd what we're watching is because this is literally the way that the system works an expert witness coming in in any regard for the the, the prosecution or the defense. Both both have been a known norm for uh since the beginning of the the country. That's right. And this is the article that Trump referred to. Error in the New York courts, uh, New York's civil fraud case against Trump is flagged by industry insiders who say valuation of Mar-a-Lago cited by the judge is based on a misunderstanding of basic real estate practice. Apparent mistake by Judge Engoran uh, surfaces in his use of Palm Beach County appraisal of Mar-a-Lago that an expert says is detached from the true value of the property. I mean, guys, this this, this thing should be like gone. This case should be gone. They they have, and, and if anything below 2014, 2011, it's out of range. So 80% of the case is already over and detached from him. Uh, you know, th if this is what is left, they've got nothing, Shady Groove. No, that I think that they do have nothing. I think that today is going to be interesting to see how this progresses because uh, the reality of the situation is now they are operating on uh, on stilts instead of a foundation with this whole thing. So remember when the judge smirked? There's uh, the judge smirking, and there's a Donald Trump cat. Let's wipe that smirk off. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. You know, the more they indict, the more we unite, guys. The more they indict, the more we unite behind Donald J. Trump. Uh, and everybody that is watching this, no matter what party you are, should be ashamed of New York right now because it's destroying a, a good business that has helped this country 
and the New York City sky, skyline, Shady Groove. Well, I mean, you know, uh, uh, an absolute uh, cornerstone in the New York uh, conversation since I was a kid was Donald Trump. Um, from from uh, very early on, you know, he was uh, just now getting kind of uh, up and going in the early '80s and the '90s there, and and really changed, you know. He really kind of changed the attitude in New York. You know, like there, there's the attitude of Wall Street, which is a little bit different than Donald Trump. He's not really Wall Street. He's a real estate guy. He's a builder guy. And so, you know, a lot of people were coming to him for advice. A lot of people used the same uh, architects that he used. I mean, a, a number of different uh, social uh the uh, the skating rink was another thing the ice skating rink that Donald Trump did you know I mean he 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 created an atmosphere of of, of safe and fun New York City yeah it's amazing so we were off the air and Trump was uh, you know uh, there pretty late last yesterday uh, and this is when he uh, left the courtroom uh, and listen to what he says too because it seems like there was some sort of you know, change in the judge's demeanor in the last five or so minutes in court. So let's let's watch Trump exiting the court yesterday, and then we're going to get in today. Here we go. And I only hear it in one ear, guys. Sorry about that. But that's all we got. There's Eric. Well, I think that was very good. That last five minutes was outstanding because the judge essentially conceded that the statute of limitations that uh, we won at the Court of Appeals is in effect. Therefore, about 80% of the case is over. I was going to come out and say that as you know, we're not entitled to a jury, which is pretty unusual in the United States of America. So uh, I think it's very unfair that I don't have a jury, but uh, the judge's last statement was very fair. And if I read it right, I'll let perhaps one of the lawyers speak to it. But maybe you'll speak to it if you would. But uh, the way I interpret that and the way everyone else in the room seems to interpret that is that the statute of limitations uh, is a very real thing in this country. And that would be about 80% of this case would be over. Could somebody speak to that, please? What are we talking about? Sure. So based on the judge's comments, based on the judge's comments at the end of the hearing, at the end of the trial today, it would appear that he is agreeing that all of the transactions that closed prior to 2014 are now out of the case. Which is about 80% of the case. And it's also uh, something that we want on appeal but was not accepted by this court, but now seems to be accepted by this court. Uh, as far as the jury is concerned, uh, it's much different now, I must tell you, than it was 20 minutes ago. We were going to come out and complain that, you know, in this country you're entitled to a jury. But we very much appreciate the judge's decision today, or his statement today, on statute of limitations, which is a very big thing. It's a limited time period. And we did nothing wrong. And if you look at the statements, they showed that even in 2011, I guess the number was $258 million in cash, a uh, very strong company. I don't believe we really, maybe I wouldn't do a couple of deals or something, but I wouldn't have even needed to go to banks. Banks loved our business. They loved our deals. They weren't defrauded. They lost no money. They made money. They had the finest attorneys. 
that there are. Frankly, their attorneys were better than my attorneys. And uh, they made a lot of money, and they considered me a very good client. I paid them back on time, on schedule. There was no default. They never even sent me a default letter. Not one. For years, never got a default letter. And there's no case here. There's no victim. The banks aren't a victim. The insurance companies are a victim. Everybody got paid. It's a terrible, terrible thing. This was for politics. Now, it has been very successful for them because they took me off the campaign trail. Because I've been sitting in a courthouse all day long. Instead of being in Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, or a lot of other places I could be at. This is a horrible situation for our country. It's never happened before. It's election interference. They're interfering with the presidential election of 2024. And the people of our country see it. But this was a big, big, uh, I, I say surprise, but it was a great credit to the court that the judge was willing to do this. He sort of overruled himself. And I greatly respect that. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Are you back tomorrow? Uh, we may. I mean, I'd love not to. I'd love to be campaigning instead of doing this. I built a great company. That's one thing people are seeing all the way back to 2011. And today, it's much bigger and much better and even much more liquid. That was $258 million for a real estate development. That's a lot of money. That was in 2011. Today, it's much more than that, much, much more. I built a great company and did great things for New York, and they should respect that. I've employed thousands and thousands of people in New York and they should respect that. The Attorney General of this state is a disgrace. Letitia James is a disgrace. She's a disgrace to our country and to the state of New York. She should focus on all of the violent crime and the murders going on in New York, not on somebody that paid back the banks in full without a default, and in many cases paid them back early. Thank you very much, everybody. Funny, huh? Pretty interesting, yeah. this guy. And, you know, he was talking about the, the clerk, Shady Groove. I, it just comes to light that, uh, let me just go over to True Social, that um, Schumer's girlfriend, Allison R. Greenfield, is the clerk, Shady. <laughs> well, well, well. How interesting is that? Schumer's what? Schumer's girlfriend. So here's Donald Trump's uh, truth on Truth Social right here. Schumer's girlfriend, Allison Greenfield, is running this case against me. How disgraceful. This case should be dismissed immediately. And the picture says, why is Judge Engron's principal law clerk, Allison R. Greenfield, field paling or paling around with Chuck Schumer? Wow. So these wow. Instagram link. Let's just see. There's Greenfield. Uh, close. This account is private. She just made her thing private. There she is. She is uh, accessible, transparent, fair, prospective candidate for Manhattan Civil Court. She's ready to serve our community. Guys. She's accessible and transparent, but she has her uh, Instagram turned off? Yeah. Huh. This is her website for Manhattan Civil Court. No. How about no? No. No. <laughs> Guys. No. <laughs> no. I agree oh with my him. god wow so that was uh donald j trump yesterday then we've got uh let's just go into today uh to keep it um you know going here 
Uh, it is a banana republic, guys. Uh, you know, that judge is a communist, uh, hates Trump. Uh, and I just want to put this uh, out here, too, real quick. Reminder, furious Roger Stone calls Ivanka, Ivanka Donald's abortionist B daughter. I just want to remind you of that, guys. Thank you very much. That's your daily reminder. Um, <laughs> and so you've got Eric Trump discussing the AG case. Uh, let's let's go to that real quick, and then we'll bring it into today because this is very important as well. Uh, God bless you, Eric Trump. Check it out. He's going for 200, 250 million in Palm yeah. Beach. I'm talking about dirt going for 150 million. You have 20 some odd acres, an iconic property, intercoastal, ocean. How is it possible yeah. this judge can do the very thing that they are accusing you, your brother, and your father of doing? Sean, they don't care. They don't care about the details. Mar-a-Lago is one of the most valuable properties anywhere in the world, worth well over a billion dollars. Look at the portfolio of properties. They're incredible. And there's no one that's done more for the New York City skyline than Donald Trump. We hire literally and employ thousands and thousands of workers. But those details don't matter to these monsters. You know why? Because these monsters want to have my father in a courthouse. They want to have my father spend tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars so he's distracted, so he can't be in South Carolina, and he can't be in Iowa, and he can't be in Nevada, he can't be prosecuting Joe Biden for being the worst president in the history of this country. And you know what? These people won't bring up the fact that we have unbelievable relationships with our banks. Every single one of our banks has made hundreds of millions of dollars. on. We've never been in default. We've never missed a payment. We've never gotten a nasty letter. We've got great relationships with all of them. We've done an unbelievable job. And Quincy assets that we've actually ever sold, with, which both went for hundreds of millions of dollars more than my father had them listed for in the statement of financial condition. And then I get to walk into court and, and see records where Mar-a-Lago is listed at $18 million. I literally sit there and I say, which tennis court, Sean? You know, but again, that's not why the attorney general is doing this. I remember when she was running for attorney general in 2018, and she literally starts coming out, her whole platform that she raised money on was I'm going to go after Donald Trump. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get his family. I'm going to force them out of New York. You know, and it's it's a travesty. When you see the amount of buildings my father has built, he has redefined the skyline of New York City. We employ thousands of people. And these aren't executives. These are, you know, maids. These are engineers. These are security officers. And they come in there and say, I want to take away all of his business licenses because we don't like the man. We try and embarrass him during a presidential year. It's election interference. It's disgusting. New York has the worst problems of any city, arguably, in the country. It's dirty. It's crime-ridden. You've got illegal immigration problems all over the place. And this is what the attorney general spends her time on, going after a guy who has put more money and more assets and done more to shape an amazing American city than Donald Trump, all because he's a political adversary. It's disgusting. And to bring the family into it who had nothing to do with any of this, I mean... Sean, this should be illegal in the United States of America. This is what they do in communist Russia. This is what they do in Venezuela. You know, and it shouldn't happen. And believe me, and I've said this to you before, it's all coming from the top, Sean. It's all coming from Joe Biden because they want to take out the guy who is otherwise going to beat him in 2024. This is why what the Judiciary Committee is doing, this is under Jim Jordan. I just wanted to leave it there. Eric Trump, thank you very much for being pissed, rightfully so. They're just trying to destroy the Trump brand. They're trying to destroy your company, and uh, it should not happen, Shady.
that's exactly right. You know, like everybody wants to kind of make this like, oh, well, they're trying to uh, they're trying to incarcerate Trump or they're trying to imprison Trump. But the reality of the situation is what they really want to do is is they want to ruin the brand. They need to ruin the brand because the brand is very popular around the world. And to undermine that, they think that that's going to be their their uh, their pathway to uh, maybe somehow. I mean, I, I swear, I think that they're that they think that they can embarrass this guy into quitting or something. I mean, it's just absurd what they're doing and the, the avenues that they're taking. And uh, I don't think that they realize the um, the foe that they've created. I mean, honestly, Donald Trump was not the foe against them in 2016 that he is today because of the way they've treated him. Remember, he doesn't forward leaningly attack people. He, he goes after people that comes after him. And now there's been so many, I mean, there's literally, you can't find a uh, known celebrity or TV personality that hasn't in some regard at one point or another gone after him unfairly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a witch hunt. Check this out. Single greatest witch hunt of all time. It's the single greatest witch hunt of all time. He is right about that. He sure is. He sure is. Wow. Um, and, you know, you look at uh, the Trump judge. He actually has been, uh, he was speaking, and there was a clip that came out that says, the Trump judge says, quote, if juries get it wrong, I can overrule them based on my emotions about the case. Let's check out this. Like, this oh, case, my, my, Here we go. Now, I'm going to say something controversial. This Even is Trump's judge. Taped, juries get it wrong a lot. <laughs> That's my own opinion. I do only civil trials. Controversial. Even though I'm being taped, juries get it wrong a lot. That's my own opinion. I do only civil trials, personal injury cases, contract disputes. But I've had situations where, like, oh my, my heaven's sake, how could they have thought that? Well, I have a. Um, I have a tool that I can deal with that. It's called jury notwithstanding the verdict, judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I can say there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. And all right, am I following the law or am I making law? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm following law. I'm, I'm an impartial referee, but it's hard to factor out my own emotions. And I have tools. Somebody can say, well, Your Honor, you have to throw out this case because it's just like another case. Well, is it just like another case? What if the defendant was wearing a red sweater instead of a blue sweater? Oh, and, and by the way, I worked for the Columbia Daily Spectator for a couple of weeks. What happened was I went there every day and I wrote a few stories. One I got criticized on because I wrote that some uh, Ku Klux Klaners had murdered some people, and then I was told, you can't say that. How do we know? You weren't there. Well, that was what everybody thought. Anyway, yeah, we should have absolute immunity. What if we defame somebody? Um, so that's how it usually comes up. You know, you call somebody a murderer or a heroin addict, that sort of thing, a pedophile. And if it's done in court, yeah, I think we should have absolute immunity. That's Donald Trump's impartial judge, Shady. He told you a lot right there. 
I hope that you were paying attention to him because he told you a lot of what you need to know. He told you about the corruption within the, uh, the judicial system right there. And we actually just a couple, what week before last, uh, you know, we had another instance of a case where the judge just decided to throw everything out after the jury had convicted. If you read your constitution and you understand the country and the way that this country is supposed to work, if you are convicted uh, guilty by a jury of your peers, then there is no other authority. That is the authority. And so right now you're seeing this judge explain to you that that's not the way that the elite see it. That's not the way that the two-tiered justice system actually works. If it's something that I think or feel about a case, or if it's something that I'm passionate about about the case, well, I can change the verdict that the jury gives. That's literally what he is saying to you right here. Very, very important piece of the puzzle. And it actually answers the question of how Trump ended up with this judge, to tell you the truth. I mean, this to me is making a lot of sense now. Yeah, I think we know. I think you know. I think you just nailed it. And by the way, uh, let's listen to Trump call him out. Listen very closely, guys. Listen very closely to this part. We have among the greatest properties in the world, and I have to go through this for political reasons. This judge is a politician. He comes out of the clubs. He's running unopposed. The reason he's unopposed is because he's getting Trump. We have among the greatest. He's part of the clubs, Shady. Yep. He absolutely just told you exactly who he, this person was. Yeah. Wow. Wow, 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 guys. You know, the, it's insane. Uh, and, you know, let's just remember this again. This is a rogue judge. Let's look at, you know, when the camera came in. Let's look at his little five minutes of fame picture. He took off his glasses and smirked. Look at him. Oh, hi. Uh, uh, hi. Oh, hey. Uh, I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. not, not, not entertained. No, not entertained at all, Shady Groove. Mm -mm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you got that. He's part of the clubs. Um, you know, we're looking at, you know, all of this, this, this political witch hunt on your president. This guy says that, you know, his emotions have no IQ by the way, right? An emotion has zero IQ, folks. Feelings do not have an IQ, all right? And, the, and if this guy's saying, if he if juries get it wrong, I can overrule I them based on my emotions about a case, Shady Groove. Yeah, yeah. if I, if I feel like that the, the, the guy uh, is, is wrongly being accused of a being a pedophile, I can just throw the case right out. Yeah. So the rarely used executive law that the New York AG is proceeding under is very unfair and is being used against Trump me. I'll just read it in his. This is a quote from Donald J. Trump's True Social. Be used against me for that reason. New York Executive Law 6312 does not require a victim. Traditional elements of fraud are eliminated. The only such law. The law allows a politically elected partisan prosecutor to convince a politically elected judge who may be friends to destroy even a political opponent. This law may not be constitutional and is not fair. And that is why terrible A.G. James chose to use 
it against me. And this is the law. It's New York Executive Law 6312, sometimes just simply called 6312. It's a New York law that gives the AG of New York broad powers to investigate and prosecute cases of civil fraud. Due to its broad definition, Section 6312 provides the AG with far-reaching prop powers to issue subpoenas, as well as low hurdles to do so. The law was passed in 1956 while Jacob Javits was attorney general. It, in, it was invoked in the New York civil investigation of the Trump organization. It was put in there, passed by New York state legislature, April 14th, 1956. Yeah. Like to know, like to know how many other times that was actually used and what it's being used for, because again, it seems like that they're using these these laws to keep certain people inside the prison and to make sure other people don't find themselves in that arena. Yep. So Judge Ngoron has been given false and grossly misleading information about my net worth by lying and by a lying and incompetent attorney general <clears throat> such as Mar-a-Lago being worth 18 million when in fact the number would be much closer to 1.5 billion dollars like other properties, including two that were recently sold for numbers many times those that were listed in the financial statements, the New York, the New York State Attorney General therefore committed fraud for political and election interference reasons. This case should be, uh, therefore, be dismissed. Yeah, it might be. I mean, it, 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 with what happened yesterday with the statute of limitations, I mean, you know, I didn't, I wasn't able to kind of see the specifics of what went, what was gone and what they're still working on, but it really does appear that what, what it is that's current inside the statute of limitations has almost no bearing whatsoever. They're probably going to have to throw the whole thing out. They better. I mean, that, that's what they need to do. This judge is a scam. It's a, this whole thing is a scam. And the judge should recuse himself because of his political bias. And knowing that we now have Chuck Schumer's pal as the clerk, Shady. Well, isn't it interesting? We got all of these connections with the Jack Smith case and the connections to SDNY with the, the case down in Georgia and, and the connections with the family members there. I mean, I, like every single time we're seeing this, right? We're seeing the big club. We're understanding that this lawfare thing that is going on, this judicial uh, kind of, uh, what do you want to call it? I'm not even really sure. You know, judicial tyranny is the only thing that I can think of to call it because these judges are going to function with each other. They're going to protect each other. They're going to protect the prosecutors. If you've ever been through a case or any type of big case, you re you recognize that, you know, your attorney is associating and communicating with the defense or with the prosecution and with the judge and with other people without you even kind of understanding what they're talking about as they're making these deals and stuff. They have their own language, as a matter of fact, in the judicial system. And the truth of the matter is common law is meant for the common man. The common court is supposed to be meant for the common man, meaning I can walk into the court and represent myself because I understand the laws and they're very, very simple. If there was a victim, there wasn't a victim. I did a crime, I didn't do a crime. Not very hard to figure out, but they've made this unbelievably uh, impenetrable layer called the judicial system, the judicial branch. And it, it's like I said, it's a big club and they're, they're definitely afraid that Donald Trump gets reelected because there's a good chance he could bust that up like he's talking about busting the, uh, the CIA and the FBI up. Yep. And we're going to need a new word for treason, guys, because this is definitely uh, starting to uh, look like treason, in my opinion. Shady Grove, this is Donald J. Trump. He headed, he's at, back at the court today. 
And this is what he's just before to room 300, Shady Group. Here, we check it out. Let's go. and guard has been given false and extremely misleading information about my network. Private company, nobody's supposed to know my network, but now everybody is and will, and I hope you're impressed. We built a great company. But he's been given false information, misleading information, and corrupt information by a very corrupt and incompetent attorney general. Leticia James, this woman is grossly incompetent. She ran on the basis, I will get Trump without knowing anything about me. So he's been given this information. It's now been proven to be false, such as Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, being worth $18 million, when in fact it's much closer to $1.5 billion. And I appreciate very much the officials of Palm Beach calling yesterday and writing and saying that she was very wrong. That's not the way you value the property. So she said it was $18 million. It's $1.5 million. Likewise, we've just recently sold two properties for many times what they were worth, many times what they were worth in the financial statements. And the statements are actually much lower than the actual net worth. She knows that, but she's fraudulent. Because of the fraudulent numbers she's given, many of which, Marlon is just one example, we have other examples that are almost as good, in some cases might even be better. This case should be dismissed. This is not a case. And she should probably be dismissed also because she's terrible and grossly incompetent, as I've said. But at a minimum, she should start looking for the murderers and the criminals, the violent criminals all over New York, do something about all of the illegal migrants pouring into our city and state, and not spend the next six months in a courthouse, because she's been caught early. Her numbers are fraudulent. She's a fraud. Her numbers are fraudulent, and this case should be dismissed. And they ought to get on to violent crime and solving the problems of New York City and New York State. Thank you very much. Mr. President, why did you decide to come? You didn't have to be here today. How big is your apartment from power? Are you telling the truth? Oh, my God. Did you hear, the, did you hear those questions? You know, uh, yeah. are you telling the truth? Uh, why are you here in person? Well, you know, I think he's there in person to make sure that he's getting a fair trial and to make sure that you know, nothing gets messed up accidentally. Also, also an intimidation factor. The idea that the, the, the courthouse and that the people around, they have to deal with him. They have to deal with the security. They have to deal with the whole thing of getting him in there. I think that's a very good optic for him, for, uh, for, for the, the hustle and the bustle around the situation, uh, the media being there. I think that that is very, very good because it, that, that actually deteriorates the ability for the media to smear him. I think that's another reason that he's there so that they, that's not so easy. Yeah. And to make sure that everything's getting entered correctly. And, you know, I mean, the guy's, you know, going through hell with legal fees, you know, maybe wanting to make sure, you know, he's getting his money's worth. <laughs> that's a good point. That's not, I mean, you know, you know 
I, I would like to see him. Honestly, I'd like to see him show up at all of it. I'd like to see him. I know that it's going to be a, an arduous, uh, you know, stretch to do all these cases and to try to be campaigning. But um, to me, I don't know what you think about this, but to me, uh, I mean, it's effectively a rally, right? Like he shows up at court. That's kind of like a rally. All, all the people are seeing this happen. Um, I, I, you know, I made a, a comment yesterday that as he's sitting there, here goes his poll numbers, you know, skyrocketing because yeah. people are seeing this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys are doing the Brighton countdown. You know, it, it happens sometimes, you know, we go a little long winded and we're in the middle of a clip. We can't just stop, but thank you, Brighton. Uh, you're already gone, but we appreciate you guys. Um, thank you guys. Um, so before, uh, so he left the courtroom a little earlier today at about 1150-ish time frame, just before our broadcast, and this is what he said. I almost thought this was a meme with this guy sitting here, just saying. I'm just going to let you know that I thought that was a meme. <laughs> he looked scared. Yes, I will. At the appropriate time, I will be. Uh, I think it's going very well. Everybody was given financial statements. The financial statements are extremely strong. The assets are much more valuable as opposed to less valuable than are in the statements. The institutions that all were paid off, they were paid up, done, they made money, they had no fraud. There was absolutely no fraud. They all made money, they're all happy, 100% happy. And I think very importantly is everything, many, many warnings, page one, page two, and many pages, it says, please, you must understand that you have to do your own due diligence and you have to, above all, do your own research and analysis. Do not rely on anything. Do not rely on the financial statements. Also, the financial statements are very strong in terms of cash, liquidity, and everything else. This case is a scam. There can't be fraud when you've told institutions to do their own work. This case is a fraud and it's a scam. Thank you very much. Why is it a scam? Why is it a scam? Why is it a scam? <laughs> he just told you why it was a scam. My God. <laughs> what the hell? Why is it a scam? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> refer to what he just said. That's why he thinks it's a scam. Try to ask better okay. questions. This is really oh the press corps. Holy it's crap. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not going to say the comment I was going to say. I'll be nice. Yeah. Um, listen to what somebody said in the press corps. Check this out. Shoot me now. Now, right now. <laughs> Shoot me now? Okay. I mean, probably not a wise thing to say when, you know, yeah, that's weird. Yikes. Okay. Wow. Oh, so our number uh, one. Oh, oh boy, guys, we're going to be right back. Oh my gosh, where is it? <laughs> our one outro. Guys, we'll Here we be go. right back. I made Take it this away, time Shady. for the outro. Oh. Shady, take it away. Get it right. Shady, take it away. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Matrix Groove Show live on Red State Talk Radio. 
Coming right up after these words in the Matrix with 3Xs.com. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillow's patented fill and combined it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Because of all of you, my pillow 2.0 has been a huge success. And now we're bringing you our best-selling go anywhere my pillows with the same temperature regulating technology. Made with my patented adjustable fill and brand new cooling fabric, they're truly the next generation of my pillow. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save over 60% on our my pillow 2.0 four pack special. You'll get two my pillows and two go anywhere my pillows. Regular $259.92, now only $99.98. King size, just $10 more. This is a limited time offer, so please order now. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG's show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. Shady Groove, 
for channels like In the Matrix and Bards of War, for channels uh, Jordan Sather and Red Pill 78. I slowly but surely became great friends with a few of them and In the Matrix and Shady became two of my brothers for life. Love you guys. <clears throat> you guys have done so much for me, and uh, I just love you guys. And, I, and we, uh, they were like, you got to write us a song, bro. Yes! So I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You do, you do. We do. I need to write you a song. Welcome back. Hour number two. The Matrix Groove Show on RedStateTalkRadio.com. And I always thought the name Living in the Matrix was a great name for the song. So here you go, some Living in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. Love it. Boom. <laughs> the truth is learned. It's never told. I went to Bards Fest. That was at Bards Fest. And I met Joe Flynn there. But now Joe Flynn is voting for Robert Kennedy Jr. So I no longer am friends with Joe Flynn. Shady Groove, how you doing? Well, man, I'm shot out of a cannon after listening to that. That gets me fired up for the second hour of the MG show. I hope you guys really love that. Thank you to JT Wild for that song. We love you, brother. This is a this is a long, long road. What was that? Two? That was over two years ago, right? Two, a little I over two years know. ago. You don't even ago. remember. You remember? <laughs> it's a long time ago. I tell you. Um, <laughs> You know, it's uh, and a lot has happened, you know, um, in case you guys are wondering, they are slowly transferring the Trump MAGA movement to RFK Jr. If you haven't noticed, guys, yet you're going to need to start mm -hmm. noticing. That's why we yeah. rarely talk about Robert Kennedy bloodline Jr. Guys, mm -hmm. that, that's exactly what they're doing. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it's it's many, it, it's many, it's a multifaceted approach that they're doing. They are uh, they're 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 hoping that they can work in tandem with all of these trials that are going on. Like this is the setup. They're hoping that they can work in tandem with that, and so they can escalate their uh, acceptance by Republicans for RFK Jr. Which, to tell you the truth, it's kind of it's kind of unbelievable that they that there's this much of this BS going on to begin with around the whole jfk jr is alive thing it's like all the people just kind of pivoted from jfk jr is alive to let's vote for robert f kennedy jr for president yep and uh look at this this is uh rfk jr uh bollinger uh, general flynn and roger stone guys a nice little group it's from july 18th 2021 do you find this to be a coincidence and the manhattan madam does pr work for general flynn roger stone and charlene bollinger guys coincidence yeah, I think there's even um, a little bit of, uh, didn't she do some work for RFK's team too? Well, we're trying to figure that out, guys. But I'd like to point Looks out like this it. post right here. The shills are sliding like crazy, okay? Uh, RFK Jr. intentional, inter, excuse me, internal polling revealed in a three-way race, Robert Kennedy Jr. takes away the Trump lead over Biden. Do you understand? page thank you for this this is a great article because this is what we need to understand if you see somebody posting about rfk jr don't care voting for trump guys this is ridiculous so this is the uh he spoke of internal polling showing that his third party independent run would pull more votes from trump than joe biden many people refused to believe this statement and demanded to see the polling well here it is this is uh, from the American Values, the Democrat primary, uh, 593 likely Democrats uh, primary voters. A national survey asked likely voters in Democrat Party, which the candidate would uh, vote today would be 57 Biden, 27 would select RFK Jr. Uh, and Wil Wilmington picks up 5%, leaving 11% undecided. Biden commands a large lead over Kennedy among registered Democrats by 73% to 16%. RFK comfortably leads among independents 45% to 31%. This is it right here. In the general election, 
three-way with Trump versus Biden, including independent candidate. Trump leads Biden 40% to 38% with independent candidate taking 17%. Adding Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as the independent candidate, Trump and Biden tie at 38% and RFK receives 19%. The significance is that Kennedy outpolls the generic independent candidate. This is a rare in that support for generic candidates normally falls whenever a real name is added to the mixed mix. He also appears to be taking slightly more support in the general election away from Trump than Biden. Guys, it needs to stop. Now, now they've got their, now they've got this chess piece in the right place. You've, you've watched the buildup. You've watched the buildup for like the last six months. He's trying to get into the Democrat party. He's acting like, oh, the Democrat party won't do this. They won't do that. When in all reality, of course, they're not going to do that. It's a year of an incumbent. And whenever a party has an incumbent, they don't do a primary season. So that's not actually what he was trying to do. Now, all of a sudden he's positioned as an independent. Now, Look at what they could do. Now they can take whatever they're going to do with the Joe Biden administration, whether it be throw in Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom or whatever the shakeup is going to be that they're going to try to do there. Now Robert Kennedy Jr. is independent of that. Now he's not pulling votes from whoever the person is that maybe maybe not uh, Michelle Obama, maybe, maybe not Gavin Newsom. But now it's got a three-way perspective between the independent party, the Democrat party, and Donald Trump. And the goal is to be anybody but trump so they're trying to trick you they're trying to lead you in, into a, uh, a realm that you don't really want to go and i see people out there talking about all oh, the robert kennedy's anti-vax no robert kennedy is not anti-vax he's actually a uh, very pro-vaccine he's very pro-medical establishment he's very pro-mask he's very pro-vaccines and he's very pro getting rid of the second amendment if you listen to his twitter from not that long ago yeah, you are correct. I can't listen to the guy. I know, I can't either. I'm sorry. T. Lawler, have uh, jump out for the live chat, getting ready for work. Have a great day, Patriots. Thank you very much. Where are we going? We go all. God bless. Trump 2024. Very simple. Uh, fed, up, uh, fed up American, here's to the coming EBS. Let the poop show begin. And Shady, you know, I want to go back to, you know, Trump's case. Uh, Tucker Carlson has an episode, episode 27 right now, Shady Groove, and uh, talking about how Donald Trump appeared in court yesterday, uh, but was it, but wasn't, but it wasn't a legal proceeding. It was a grotesque parody of the system of our ancestors created, and he had uh, Victor Davis Hanson on, and I don't know if you listened to it, but let's, let's listen to it together, Shady. Okay. Here we go why it's taken you so long to figure out what's happening now in American politics. Don't blame yourself. It's not your fault. It's hard for most Americans to comprehend the total dishonesty of American liberalism. Virtually nothing the liberal says is true. And the lies are not ordinary lies. The lies are so brazen, so aggressive and unending that it's difficult for a normal person to understand what's happening. 30 years ago, for example, liberals began to lecture us softly at first and then in an increasingly high volume, about tolerance. How could you have known then that they planned, in fact, to usher in the most intolerant age in American history? They've done that now, but few people saw it coming. We shouldn't make the same mistake again. Liberals are now telling us they plan to protect American democracy, and that's the clearest possible sign that they intend to end it. 
13 months from this week, the United States will hold a national election. In a democracy, citizens can vote for the candidate of their choice. That's not just a feature, it's the defining fact of the electoral system. The people rule. They can send anyone they want to Washington because they're in charge. But this year, in the name of protecting democracy, liberals have decided to strip Donald Trump's name from the ballot in states across the country. Trump is the front runner in the presidential race. He's currently beating Joe Biden in the polls. Yet liberals have decided that you should not be allowed to elect him president. That's not democracy, it's the opposite. It's totalitarianism. Just this morning, Donald Trump appeared in court in New York in a civil case brought by the state's attorney general that was designed explicitly to keep him out of the White House. That case is part of a larger legal barrage against Trump that so far includes a total of 91 felony counts, every one of them politically motivated. But today's civil case is especially absurd. In fact, it's hard to overstate its ridiculousness. In sum, Trump stands accused of inflating the value of collateral used to secure loans, loans that he has already paid back with interest. In other words, there is no injured party in this case. The biggest banks in the world assessed the risk and they made a profit, as they almost always do. Not a single person was defrauded. For this non-crime, Trump and his children are in the process of losing their homes and their businesses. Here's MSNBC's live coverage of the hearing today. And as you watch, pay special attention to the judge in the case, Arthur N. Gorin. And there you see President Trump, uh, the former president, I should say, next to his attorney, and that's Chris Kyes, who we expect to make the opening statements here. And then this, I, judge I guess, is uh, Judge Angoran. There he is, the judge, mugging like he's on stage in a middle school play, grinning, preening for the camera. Arthur and Gorin is thrilled to be on MSNBC. It's nauseating. This is not a legal proceeding. This is a grotesque parody of the system that our forefathers created, the fairest in the world, that in the years since has been seized by power worshipers like Arthur and Gorin. This is a dangerous moment. Without a legitimate legal system, people will no longer follow the law and the country will collapse. This is not about Trump. This is about preserving the United States of America. But Trump is at the center of the story. And so today, for an overview of what exactly the strategy to prevent Trump from running for president and to end our current system, we turn to Victor Davis Hanson, who joins us now. Professor, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so, for having me, Tucker. Before we get into the details of the legal assault on Trump, which in my view isn't really about Trump. Tell us what you think is at stake here. What's the overview? Well, I think they've come to the conclusion that Trump represented an existential threat and by association, all, half the country did to their vision of what they want to transform us into. And so they feel that any means necessary uh, are justified by their noble spiritual ends and therefore they call it critical legal theory, just essentially Tucker says, there's rules against stealing only because rich people don't steal and therefore it's okay to steal. And monetar modern monetary theory says print as much money and eventually rich people will have to pay higher taxes or have their 401ks appropriated. Same thing with the border. 
short term, everybody's mad at the border, but in dark rooms, they're saying to each other, in 10 years, everybody's going to appreciate what we did. We brought in 10 to 15 million new constituents. So, and I guess to put it all together, they feel that they're at a stage now where agenda does not appeal to 51% of the people, and they either have to bring in new constituencies or change the system, the entire system of which we are acculturated to, to retain power. And that's what they're willing to do. And uh, there's no such thing anymore as theft or, or lies or any of these things uh, because they're just constructs and they're just anything that's useful to gain power is considered legitimate. And anything that's not uh, useful is illegitimate. And that's how they define morality. And I think we're, we're very naive, Tucker. We don't realize that we're in the middle of a revolution. We think that we're still playing within the same sidelines or parameters, and it's not. Everything's under negotiation, whether it's the Senate filibuster, the Electoral College, new states coming in, the size of the Supreme Court, voting IDs, uh, the genders, the foundational data of the United States, pronoun usage from the trivial to the existential. We're in the middle of a cultural, economic, political revolution, and I think we got to wake up. I mean, I, I suppose the danger is that if the average person decides that the system is illegitimate, it's not fair, it doesn't have any meaning beyond the political desires of the people administering it, then you know what, present, what prevents the average person from resorting to violence? In other words, if you have no power, if your vote means nothing, if the system is BS, then you know, why don't you take up arms? Seriously. Well, two things I think have precluded that so far. One is I call it the monastery of the mind. A lot of people just say, you know what? I'm checking out. I don't, I don't want to watch the Oscars. I don't even know what the Tonys or Emmys yeah. are. I don't watch the NBA. I, I have nothing to do with Hollywood movies. I just created my own reality. And the other is and under our federalist system, we're having millions of people this is the greatest exodus diaspora we've ever seen in our history, where people are fleeing these blue states and blue cities to red states, and they feel that I'm going to recreate America as I once understood it without having anything to do. And so far, that's kept us, that's kept us sort of viable, but they, for them, that's not enough. It's never enough to have 2 million illegal entrants or 3 million. They got to have 8 or 9 or 10. It's not enough that Joe Biden is corrupt. It's not enough that he's non-compos mentes. It's not enough that his agenda doesn't make sense. He's got to, you've got to accept more and more of him. And I think they keep pushing the envelope and these safety valves that I just mentioned, I don't know if they're going to be enough already, but right now, I think there's one last effort on the part of conservatives. They're going to say, you know what, we're going to speak up as we've never spoken up before. We're not. We're going to go after Target. We're going to go after Disney. We're going to say that we're going to go after the three gender movement, and we're going to try to win this election. We're going to try to win the House. We're going to try to rep, win the representative. We just have to unite behind, and we'll see if that works. I'm really afraid. Everybody says democracy is in danger, but I think if they feel that they have the majority of the people, and I think the majority of the people are. Uh, against this progressive you, uh, Jacobin agenda, and they still can't find power, then we're going to be in new territory. We're, we're in new territory now, 
And so there are legitimate efforts to rectify that and stop this madness. And let's see what happens in 2024. But I don't think it works anymore just to migrate to a red state or to drop out of the popular culture. You've got to get control of the political apparatus of the country through elections. And, if, and your worry is legitimate. If you can't do it through fair elections, then what do you do? So I think this election, I know everybody says that, that each election is paramount. But this one is very important because we're in the middle of a revolution and it's our only avenue to a counter-revolution to return to normality. What, what would you say to the people who stopped paying their cable bill and moved to Florida and feel like everything's fine because their neighborhood is fine? What, why is that a bad strategy, dropping out and moving? Because they can find you. And by that, I mean... Florida or Tennessee or living in Texas is a great advantage than living in California or Michigan or Oregon or Washington or Maryland. But eventually the federal government is not satisfied to leave you alone. And so when you go on your Google search, it will be calibrated by an algorithm to make sure that you have results that don't represent reality. And we're in a federal system where we have $33 trillion in debt, and there's only three ways to get out of it. You either have to inflate all of our currency, which we're trying to do, I suppose, or we're going to have to appropriate capital, which they've talked about, you know, giving credit to Social Security years by taking 401k money, or you're going to have to renounce the debt, and that's going to affect all of us. And I don't need to mention that a lot of this crime is going across state lines, and you can be in red state Texas, and the federal government can say, you can't protect the Texas border, or maybe it can redefine the American border as the border with Oklahoma and tell it Texas, you're not sending your illegals northward, but you're not gonna be able to stop them coming into your state because we've targeted you for a radical demographic change. So it's a stopgap sanctuary, but it shouldn't lull us into the idea that it's a solution. The solution is, to take back the Congress, to ensure the Supreme Court is a traditional Supreme Court, and to win the presidency. But unfortunately, the Republican Party, which we all look to, I don't look to it very much anymore, has lost seven out of the last eight popular votes, hasn't won 51% since George H.W. Bush did it by bringing in Lee Atwater in 1988. And then we decided we don't want to ever win that way again. It was too ugly, they thought. So they, I guess the idea in the national level is to win, uh, to lose nobly and, and never to win ugly. But we've got to change that attitude because we're dealing with people that are not democratic liberals in the way that we used to define them as Bill Clinton or Harry Truman or JFK. This is a notion of, as I said, Jack, and they believe that any means necessary are justified morally to achieve their morally superior aims. What, what what happens if Democrats win the presidency in 2024? If they win the presidency, that means they'll keep the Senate and they'll probably take back the House. And then I would expect that we would see another 10 or 15 million uh, illegal immigrants come across the border and uh, there would be efforts to confine those immigrants from going to northern cities. They would stop them somehow. I would assume that we would uh, 
we would probably have advisors in Ukraine and that would be that would be charitable. I think people really do want to intervene in Ukraine with U.S. manpower. I would assume that what we see in the big cities crime-wise would extend, but it would also in, extend in the civil, the civil sphere as we see with Donald Trump. That lawsuit that you mentioned is very important, Tucker, because it shows you that critical legal theory is not happy just to let people ransack, uh, smash and grab, carjacking without consequences. They really do want to go after private capital uh, in the civil sector, and they will start filing lawsuits, as you wouldn't believe. And I think we'd also expect that the FBI, the CIA, the DOJ would have a referendum. I guess they would think the election was a referendum on them, and they're free to do what they have been doing, but at an accelerated rate. So I think it would be a disaster. And I think racial relations would get a lot worse as well. You know, they're getting bad now once we gave up the idea of ecumenicalism and turned to racial essentialism is what the Democratic Party has forced down everybody's throat. So it's, it, it's going to be scary if they, if they win, because that means they'll probably take the House and the, Congre the entire Congress. And there won't, be any, there won't be any redress of grievances. I don't see it. But I don't think they will, because they don't have any popular support. Every single one of Joe Biden's issues, economy, crime, energy, foreign policy, the border, he's polling 30 or 40 percent. And the only way they're retaining power is through the legal system and the administrative state and our institutions, media, entertainment, sports, uh, education, K through 12, universities. And it's kind of an artificial way of getting power without popular consent. And that's why I think you were right on when you said they don't believe in democracy. In fact, op-ed writers in the New York Times will say that now, that democracy is a flawed idea. Because it doesn't, re it doesn't any longer re uh, ensure the result that they have to have. Like good Bolsheviks or good J Jacobins, they eventually always turn on elections. They don't want them. And so we'll see. It's going to be a very explosive. I hope everybody can keep their head because I think the next 12 to 18 months are going to be the most explosive in our history since the Great Depression. Do you think Trump is leading now? Um, what do you think would happen if 11 months from now um, Trump were still leading? Yeah, well, we're on charter we have no idea about this election tucker because first of all we've never had a president running against an ex-president number one number two we've never had an incumbent president that is utterly corrupt like joe biden and has lost all of us or most of his cognitive facilities and is very unpopular and yet we've never had a challenger who has been the victim of lawfare and is facing 91 indictments and every time People say they wouldn't dare do this. Fannie Willis wouldn't dare. Latita James is just an absurd prosecutor. She wouldn't dare. Alvin Bragg is a buffoon. He wouldn't dare. Jack Smith is a partisan. Every time people say that, they do. And so I don't know if there's a strategy to keep Donald Trump either out of a gag order or out of confinement at Mar-a-Lago or out of jail. So you can see where we're headed to, where... Joe Biden isn't really a, a viable president anymore. He's a construct. He's being used by the hard left, by the Obamas and the Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders squad wing of the Democratic Party. 
and it's getting to the point of character. So you put all of those things together and add in a Kamala Harris that frightens everybody because we've never had such an incompetent vice president, I think, and one so unfit to be president. And they're, they're everything, all bets are off. It's, it's like putting a, a, a group, a, all sorts of ingredients of explosive into a kind of device, and it's going to blow up, I think, somehow. But I don't think uh, we can predict what's going to happen. It's just too volatile. I think the left feels that they want to push the, the envelope. They want to take the leading Republican candidate, and they want to create charges against him, which they know they would have never lodged had he just said, I don't want to run for president. They would have let him alone. So these are patently political, and they want to destroy him psychologically, financially, and of course, politically. And they think they can get away with it without a pushback, and we'll see. And so the other, I think the other candidates are going to be, I don't know what they're what their line should be, Tucker, but I think it should be, if you want to vote for me, I am going to be viable and I'm going to make sure that they never do to Donald Trump what they're doing now and I'm in a better position to help Trump than he is. That's the only, I think, legitimate argument to make uh, that, that this involves everybody. And if you're going to run for president and you feel that you embrace the MAGA agenda, you should say that I will not be in jail. I won't be exposed as to the same degree. And if I can survive, I will change the system and make sure Donald Trump is exonerated and never and no one else has to face this. But otherwise, it's, it's going to be a very complex, bizarre, baffling period. I don't think the founders had this is their worst nightmare. 2023-24. I don't even think you'd have to support Trump's agenda or Trump the man to see this as an assault on a centuries old system that's worked better than any other. And I, and I wonder why almost nobody in Washington seems to see that or be willing to say it out loud. Yeah. The only question I have about that is I don't know why they did not go to the same extreme. They did go to extremes uh, against McCain and Romney, etc. But there was something about Trump, his personality, that was an affront to the bicoastal standard of, I don't know, what they thought was acceptable or desirable, or it was his agenda. When they looked at the particular MAGA agenda and they said, my God, we have sizable investments in China and they are our partner. They're not an existential threat. This is really scary. Or we have this idea of global global ecumenicalism, we can't have a border anymore. And this guy wants to bring back a border. Or we have this idea that how we look or a race is essential, not incidental to who we are. And he would want to bring back this crazy melting pot and destroy the entire woke movement. So I, I think it did represent to them a DEFCON 1. And they said, we can't have this. And it would have been all right, Tucker, had he been a third party Ross Perot. They dealt with people like that in the past, and they'd already been able to handle them. But he won the Republican nomination, got elected, and now he wants to, to be back. And they just said, we don't, we're going to do everything we, possible, and we're going to even reject our prior democratic liberal heritage of you know, ACLU, free speech, and transparency, and the church committee, investing. All of that's off the table. We don't want to do any of that anymore. 
we're going to do anything necessary to destroy this guy's vision and the other candidates who share his vision. Because if we don't, we're going to go back to an America that we didn't like when it was there, we don't like now, and we sure as hell don't want it to be an America in the future like that. I, I think even people who are skeptical of the claim that the last election was unfair or rigged have concluded that it was in fact unfair. Um, and the federal agencies got involved in a partisan way. It was not a free and fair election. Given that that system is still in place, yeah, I, you think it's possible for a Republican or Trump specifically to get elected in 2024? It's very difficult. What the left did was absolutely brilliant, Tucker. They, they seized on this Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, Kraken, Dominion voting machines as representative of all of the, the questions about the election. When what most people said the election was lost by the time we got to election day, yeah. because 70% of the voters had voted not on election day, and that never happened in American history. It was always 30% absentee, 70% in most states on election day. But they systematically used COVID as an excuse and went into about nine states and changed the voting laws. And I mean by that, that the error rate for mail-in ballots dropped exponentially as the rejection rate did, as they were swarmed by them. And they were bragging about it. Mark Zuckerberg was bragging about spending $419 million to absorb the work of precinct workers in key states. Molly Ball, as you remember in that Time essay, just yeah. gushed about how they had outsmarted these stupid conservatives and they had coordinated the Chamber of Commerce, the street people, Antifa, et cetera, to modulate the demonstrations and to suppress free speech. And, you know, when Twitter is being controlled by the FBI to the tune of $3 million being paid off for their, their own contractors to suppress streets or Google is manipulating searches and ads and everything, that's what destroyed the the viability of a fair election. It was done before election day and we were all asleep or some of us, I know you were yelling about it. I was trying to yell about it, but we couldn't get through to anybody that they would be that audacious or that successful. Nobody thought they were capable of that. And yet they were. So why is why have Republicans in Washington done nothing meaningful to fix any of that? I think the traditional answer to that is probably accurate, that there's a culture that is created and it's kind of a, a lose nobly, avoid winning ugly, profit both financially and psychologically, the status quo, and they, and they feel that their own constituents, some of the Republican constituents are kind of out there and an embarrassment to the type of culture and environment that you know, that they operate in, in Washington. And so the, the sense is I'm not going to be too affected by the left wing takeover because I, I know I can make the necessary adjustments in a way that my constituents can't. And so I think there's a, sometimes in the case of somebody like Mitch McConnell, it can be overt, but in other cases, it, it's pretty clear as well. And that's been going on for a long time. And the problem we having now is that you need leaders who are trying to tell people we are in a Jacobin takeover of this country and the old get along at any cost does not work. And uh, 
I don't think people want that disruption in their comfortable lives in Washington. I mean, if you say to somebody in the Republican establishment, we've got to break up the FBI, you've got to take the headquarters and put it in Kansas City and farm out the dis divisions to other cabinet posts to prevent that concentration of really dangerous power. You've got to do something with the CIA. You've got to do something with the DOJ. We've got to have massive legal reforms. I don't think they're up to that. I really don't. I don't think they're up to being trashed in the, the Washington Post or the New York Times or not being invited to a particular guest spot on a network news or being shunned by NPR and PBS. They, they're just not up to that or having their books trashed by uh, book reviewers on the left. It, they don't want that. There's a few that do, and uh, but uh, until we get a lot of people who say, you know, you on the left culturally have nothing that I want. And so when you hate us and call me names and you lie about, I, I take that as a badge of honor. I don't try to provoke you. I want to get along with you, but you have no cultural influence over me anymore. And I'm going to be an advocate for returning to the country to the principles upon which it was founded. I think that's what people want to hear. And I think in 2024, they'll hear that. And they're going to have to, each person according to their station, Tucker, stand up, write, give money to, to the cause, uh, write letters to the paper, volunteer to work at precincts, uh, monitor what the left is doing with mail-in uh, mail ballots. And you're starting to see that grassroots interest, but the question is, will it be in time and of a magnitude that will stop this? So to the hearing today uh, in New York, the civil case against Trump, my read of it is that it's, it's ridiculous. The premise is absurd. Am I missing something? Is there any merit, do you think, just as objectively as you can, to this suit? Well, I mean, in, the, in a larger sense, no, because you can ask yourself two questions. Would Latita James and the people who were doing this, would they have done it if Donald Trump on January 7th said, conditions have changed, I'm now not going to run for office? I think the answer is no. And then the second thing, do, are some of the giants of New York finance and real estate, do they operate in a way that is completely different than Donald Trump? They never overvalue an, an asset. And I think the answer is no. And then the third question might be, now that you've picked on Donald Trump, are you going to systematically uh, look at the bank applications and loan applications of, say, 50 or 60 of the largest developers in New York, especially on the left wing side? I don't think so. Yeah. So and especially you made a good point that uh, the bank is not filing suit and saying we lost all of this money. And then we have to ju juxtapose it, Tucker, to what we're witnessing on the other side with somebody like Sam Bankman-Fried that was put on house arrest on the Stanford campus. We now know about his parents, two renowned Stanford law professors that were gri grifting off their own son and siphoning money from his company as it was collapsing, which was a big uh, bundler and provider of millions of dollars for the Democratic Party. And nobody in the Democratic Party seems to be upset about him. And, and then we, we have Hunter Biden looking at and we're looking at this and we and you want to ask Latita James, do you really, are you really going to do anything or do you think that Joe Biden should face consequences for again and again and again telling the American people 
He had no knowledge or participation in any of Hunter's business when you know that was untrue. And money was coming to his address. And so it's a very strange time, Tucker, when you have all this evidence, both to exonerate Donald Trump because of this asymmetrical treatment and the fact that there was no damage, but also when you're looking at Hunter Biden or Menendez and all these, these people, and you think, how can they, with a straight face, tell us that there's not a shred of evidence that Hunter and Joe were acting in an illegal fashion? And the president of the United States—that's been debunked. Talking, <laughs> talking right now, the president of the United States is pretty clearly, as vice president, was utterly corrupt, and has never accounted for that. And nobody on the left cares about it. And more importantly, the judiciary or the prosecutorial arm of the United States government is protecting him. Let me ask you one one last question. So I want to put up a clip yeah. of, uh, as you noted, there's a lot going on, and no matter what side you're on. I think if any aware person sees that this is a revolution, Yeti, take the eyeball off. <laughs> are changing uh, for good or bad, and yet the news coverage. I mean, not only is it partisan, it's also incredibly shallow. Here's MSNBC of the civil trial in New York, the case against Donald Trump. I just one clip of it. As of this order, several of the crown jewels in Trump's real estate empire, the properties upon which he built his brand, those properties are now in limbo. The precise impact of today's rulings, ruling has yet to be seen, but Trump could lose control of properties, including Trump Park Avenue, which is his luxury skyscraper in Manhattan's Lenox Hill neighborhood. He could lose control of 40 Wall Street, the historic tower Trump owns in the financial district. He could lose control of his Seven Springs Golf Club in Bedford, New York. Even his apartment in Trump Tower, the gilded bunker in which he has sought refuge in his home city, Trump could lose control of that. Maybe even the golden toilet, too. So here they're going after this guy on the basis of a non-crime. They're not even alleging that there was a crime or that anyone was hurt. And they're taking his home and his businesses and MSNBC's coverage is that? Yeah, I mean, what MSNBC just told us is that we are not only fine with, but we promote the idea that government can go in to a business, all of the business, and appropriate it and destroy it yes. without cause. And we think that's not only good, but funny, because we're going to throw a little Philip about a, a golden toilet. Ha ha. And the idea is that we now have the power to do this. And because we have the power to do it, it's moral and right. And if you don't like it, what are you going to do about it? Exactly. And the answer is, what are we going to do about it? And the only thing that I can think of is we're going to have to rid humiliate and defeat these people at the polls. I don't think it's going to work, Tucker to win the electoral college in one, one branch of Congress, you're gonna to have to have a 55% presidential win, both supermajority in the Congress to get anything done. We've come so far. And you're gonna to have to defeat them and humiliate them the way that we had, we did it once with Reagan and it lasted for about eight years. But this leftist revolutionary spirit is like rust after a rain or it's mushrooms in your lawn, it's always there. And you can't, you can't allow it to grow and to expand and accelerate as we have. We've been complacent 
and culpable for allowing it to do so in the universities and, exactly. and all of our institutions. I think now everybody, according to their station, is going to have to say, you know what? There are two pronouns. I don't care if you get angry. This was the date of this country is 1776. Got it? That's what it is. And there is a border and we're going to enforce it and just say no to all of these things and then welcome the opprobrium and the attacks that accrue accordingly and wear that as a badge of honor. Because what's the alternative? There is no alternative unless you want to see the United States dissipate before your very eyes. Yes. Yeah. And living in Naples with no TV will not save you. That is exactly right. The incomparable Victor Davis Hanson. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. I thought that was very good analysis. It was a little winded. Uh, that's Tucker on X. Make sure you get over to X and uh, like and repost that. But it was very good. I mean, we are going to lose our country, guys. This is the last stand. And, you know, you've got people talking about RFK Jr. and all this other crap. It is Trump, and there's nothing but Trump. Shady Grove, uh, he said some things there that I know you want to probably speak about. But uh, what, what a great little, uh, little, little piece there uh, by Victor Davis. Handsome. I thought I thought it was really good. I agree with you know sometimes uh, he does get a little bit long winded. I, I understand that, but I think that he was hitting on some very specific points, and and actually a couple points that we've been hitting on here in the show. Uh, one thing I'd like to uh, to up or maybe give a little bit of uh, color to. He's talking about the, the the Romney and the McCain and the differentiation between the way that they went after Romney and McCain. It's not it's not even comparable. Because uh, what we're actually seeing right now is, you know, you know, just as good as I know that they didn't think Romney was going to win or they didn't think McCain was going to win or they didn't think Al Gore was going to win. Like all of these different things that have been set up and very specifically architected for you to be in this dynamic of a uh, 60-40, uh, 60 against whoever the uh, political party is that is in power, 40% 40% for, and if the party, if it switches, it switches back. And the media did this for decades, literally this unbelievable, like uh, almost unnoticeable back and forth, the way that they would do that, because effectively that since, uh, you know, Reagan or Reagan's first term and JFK, they've, they've had complete control of it. But the problem is more systemic than, than, Victor David Hansen is talking about there, and he did touch on it a little bit, but the problem goes back to law school. The problem that we're having in our court system right now is the problem of law school. These people that are part of the system, they learned a specific way to deal with the law, and they learned a specific way that everything has to go along to get along, and that's not actually American law. That is more European law. That is more uh, a globalism law, not American law. There's a very distinct difference in your constitution and your rights because you, as an American, are innocent until proven guilty. And right now with Donald Trump, you are not seeing any of that. You're not seeing 10%, 15%, 5%, 4%. You're not seeing any real conversation in the media. I mean, Victor did a decent job right there, but I'm talking about in the overall media of about the the true nature of what is going on and the true nature of the attacks that they're levying against Donald Trump. We've all seen it and we've all watched it and we're all getting a little bit sick and tired of it. But in, in reality, the judicial class is the is is part of the rhinos okay we 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 hear the word rhino and we think politician we need to think uh we need to hear the word rhino and we need to think judicial judiciary the judges like these people are trained marxists from these universities there's no question about it how do we navigate it how do we overcome it i don't really know but uh the point that he was making that we are 
absolutely complacent in it is correct. And I, um, you know, and I do think that uh, he's making a couple good points about how the the support for Donald Trump has has escalated in a way that the the it's not the left. We keep saying the left, but it's not the left. It's the establishment. We need to refer to it as the establishment because Donald Trump is an underdog. He is outside of the establishment. Otherwise, it would be a normal 60-40 like Romney and McCain. Yeah, I mean, uh, well said. And, you know, we need to actually just uh, keep pushing for Donald J. Trump, period. Um, I want to show you this again. This is Schumer's girlfriend, Allison R. Greenfield, is running this case against Trump, me. How disgraceful. This case should be dismissed immediately. And uh, Donald J. Trump comes out of uh, the courtroom and says this. That is disgraceful. That is disgraceful. And uh, the trial should be done. It, it, I mean, you want to talk about, oh, is that debunked already, guys? You know, the vote was rigged. Now your law system is rigged. Everything is rigged against you. And they're not only coming after Donald J. Trump. They're going to be coming for you. That's exactly right. I'm, 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 hope, I'm hoping people are getting the memo. I'm hoping you're understanding the, the, the comms right here because they're basically saying it's the, it's the mentality of Trump that we, that we are trying to quash. It's, it's that mentality. It's that idea, the idea that you are somehow innocent until proven guilty. Like they, if, you, if you look at the nuts and bolts of your system, it's very easy to see that you're really not innocent until proven guilty. It's just a matter of who, who, who you're going to pay to, to make it right. That's, the, that's what the, the system has devolved into. And the conflict of interest is just out of this world, whether it be the judge, whether it be the prosecutor, whether it be the DA. I mean, unbelievable. There isn't one of them that doesn't have a specific conflict of interest. Yeah, it's crazy. And look at this, Shady Groove. This is uh, Donald Trump uh, going back into the courtroom. Look at that. He's. Uh, it's very interesting. Watch as he enters. Uh, Alina Haba is very fast up front. He gives a thumb up. Boom. Wow, quick move. Yes, okay. Uh, very interesting. And, and, you know, I'm hoping, I'm wondering if, He's glad he was there because he noticed that the clerk was there. Would that have been noticed by the other people? We don't know, but it's very interesting. And then he comes out of the courtroom shortly after. Check this out. Look at this, Shady. He just peers at the idiotic cesspool. Press pool. Cesspool, press pool, same thing. Wow. 
I think that you're seeing something pretty dynamic that maybe you're not realizing the gravity of, but th this, this, this process that's going on right now, it's very, very good. This is very good for, for the, for the media to be seeing him going in and out of this courtroom. And for people, like I said, the, 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 his poll numbers are climbing amongst center left, everybody center left, the, the, uh, black population in America, the, the, uh, polls are rising. The Hispanic, uh, population in America. The polls are rising. Females, liberal females are starting to come to the, uh, to the position in the center right of Donald Trump because innocent until proven guilty means everybody that there's no one that is immune to that. If this country is real, if America is real, then the, the main thing about America that is real is innocent until proven guilty. If we have yep. lost that with the most powerful person on the planet, then do we have a country? That is a valid question. You know, and then, you know, you've got this, uh, this, this, <laughs> Letitia James Obama. My message is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law. And it is my responsibility and my duty and my job to enforce it. The law is both powerful and fragile. And today in court, we will prove our case. I thank you all for being here. And again, <laughs> justice will prevail. <laughs> that actually that, that actually seems more legitimate, doesn't it? Like you can you can actually understand it now. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're seeing, guys, and you are seeing it, folks, and it's amazing. And Shady Groove, that's another two hours of the MG Show, the Matrix Groove Show, right here on rumble.com slash MG Show, redstatetalkradio.com, or use your spy device while we're live and say tune in to Red State Talk Radio, or go to mg.show slash podcast to get the podcast on any of your podcast platforms. And me and Shady are now on X. Shady, you're on X. Boom. I'd like to say hi to our audience out there on X. We're trying to figure out the, the streaming. We're, th we're hoping we're going to be doing it consistently. But overall, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank everybody out here. I'd like to thank everybody at our audience over and over again, because you guys are following along on a train of thought of something that is much bigger than you. We are not trying to steer you. We're not trying to drive a narrative. We are trying to support our president. We're trying to show you the other aspects of the game board that aren't easy to see. So I want to appreciate each and every one of you for sticking with us here at the MG show, because there is literally no one else in this movement that is paying attention to the details like we are here. That's right. And I just dropped the uh, status of us going on X. Go over there. Give it a view. Check it out real quick, guys. Uh, see if Leave you like comment. it. Uh, leave a comment as well, guys. Thank you so much. There it is right there. And uh, we're going to be heading out of here. Shady Groove, another amazing show. And just look at all the narratives that are being, you know, uh, foisted upon you. And do some thinking. Mm -hmm. does, it, does it seem right that we're not going to have an election? Does that seem right? Mm -hmm. Who are these narrative pushers? And why do they get to drive the narratives? It's a root problem. All you got to do is find the place it's coming from and ignore them. <laughs> That's right. That's it. And with that, Shady Groove, we will see you guys tomorrow on X. Love y'all. <laughs> I have a great thirst, an unquenchable thirst for truth, for knowledge. 
I have an unquenchable desire to meet my Lord and Savior face to face. I have a great need to help other people and try, try to wake them, to wake the people, to empower the people, and save freedom for the entire world, not just for this country, but for all people of all colors, of all religions, of all nationalities. Beautiful or ugly or somewhere in between, I don't care. I have this great feeling of compassion and understanding for those of you who are asleep and who cannot wake up. And I realize and understand that some of you never will, for it is not meant to be. For you cannot. You are afraid. Standing up alone without looking to someone for leadership or someone to tell you what to do or where to go or give you your pittance so that you can live is a very scary proposition for most people. But at the same time, it is the only means of salvation upon this earth for the human race. Until God decides to unfold and bring into realization the rest of His plan. Man was put here to make a choice, to make a decision. Those of you who say that everything is faded and everything must be and there's nothing you can do to change it, if that is true, why do you go on? Why do you go to work in the morning? Why do you go to church on Sunday? If you do, why do you go to the mosque? Why do you go to the synagogue? Why do you bother? If everything is faded, it's going to come to pass no matter what you do. Why do you try to convert someone from an evil life to a good life? If everything is faded, that's their fate. Leave them alone. You see, on the one hand, you say you believe this, and on the other hand, you demonstrate to me that you don't believe it at all. That it's an excuse why you don't have to be responsible. We're at the fork in the road. www.mg.show Boom.